Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. So welcome to the Relaxation Lounge. My name is Denise Eckert, and I love coming on here and sharing with you different speakers and different practitioners to help you reduce the stress in your life. And today I've got Marisha Johns, and she's a lifestyle blogger. She's been a professional educator in both secondary schools and college. She's a wife, mother, and proud grandmother. And being a professional while raising a family has been one of the joys of her life. So welcome, Marisha. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So what, can you give us just a little bit of background, how you got to be here? Helping well, us? as you said, I'm a professional educator by trade. And uh, I did that for, ooh, for, it seems like forever. But I'm also a wife, a mother, and a grandmother. And our kids are two years apart. I mean, t- no, nine years apart. They are nine years apart. We only have two. They're nine years apart. And they were at different stages of life. And then I, since I was a public school educator, you just don't teach. You have to take on other responsibilities. So you had other things at school, plus you had your family. And then I said I was a wife. And then I was trying to do things with my church. I was trying to do things with my community. So it was one of those things where I was trying to make sure that I was everything wasn't too stressful for me. And... I started writing the blog when I kind of aged out of my um, publications that I liked. There were certain publications that I liked and I just grew up with them, but looked like they stopped at a certain age and I kept going. (laughs) So that's the reason why I decided that I would write This Is Your Best Year. And it's a lifestyle blog. People say, why don't you write about um, fashion? We do, but it's not our main focus. Life is our main focus. So some days you do worry about what you put on. You do worry about your makeup or you're going out or whatever. But a lot of times it's about health. It's about stress. It's about fun. So that's the reason why we started. This is your best year. Wonderful. Now, can you give us some tips on how to reduce the stress in our lives? Oh, my God. The first thing is you need to prioritize. We we cannot do everything. People say, oh, you can do everything. No, you can't. Let's just be honest. In the day's time, you can't. I remember one of the things that a lady told me when I was working in public school. I was t- fussing about the kids not keeping the house clean, and we had to do it on Saturdays. And one thing she told me to do, she said, well, when they get up, give everybody 30 minutes and a trash bag and one room. And she said, you'd be surprised how much you can get done in 30 minutes. That's all you do in 30 minutes. And the house would basically be, you know, be clean. I think what we have to do is just realize that we can't do it all. And we have to prioritize what's important and and maybe something that we can just do without. It's sort of like cooking dinner. You start out cooking the whole meal and you only get part of it done. But you eat it and you enjoy it. You kind of forget that you didn't do the the beans or whatever. So, you know, just kind of prioritize what you need to do. 
And that's what I find, though. A lot of people have a problem prioritizing things because some things seem more important than others, but they really aren't. What tips can you give people how to prioritize what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done? Is it, I always tell people, is it life-threatening? And most people will go like, no, it's not life-threatening. You know, if it's something that has to do with the kids and school and then maybe you're going out or something, we always choose the kids, which is probably what we should do. But sometimes you have to say no to your children. No, we just can't make that. Mommy just came home from work. I just cannot make that today because I have to go home and help so-and-so with their homework or whatever. Um, you sit down and you think to yourself, what can we do without? If, if, if we sit down and we write it down, if you have kids, have them write it down. You know, our kids now have calendars. That is just so funny to me. They don't have play dates anymore. They have calendars. When I call my grandson, he has to check his calendar to see if he can fit me in. Everything is not that important, you know. So just sit down, think to yourself, what do I need to do first? If I can only do one thing that I had to do today, what would it be? And then you go down from there and you'd be surprised what you can leave off. Yeah. You know, when I was raising kids, that's what we used to do. We all had calendars. And by mm -hmm. Thursday, we would sit down and figure out what was important, what wasn't important, what could we work in. And it was a very powerful way of looking at things. It is. And, you know, you think about it and you have like six things to do today and, you know, you can't do all six of them. You just have to prioritize. And then sometimes you can just call people and say, I can't do that today. Can I do it this day when I have time to do it? And talk a little bit about delegating things, because that's a hard one, too, sometimes. It, all we think, especially we as women, and especially women of a certain age, we can do it all. I go back and think about my mom, and I wonder how she did it all. Now, we didn't have as much to do as my kids did, but she always cooked the full meal every day. You know, she did the breakfast, she went to work, she came home, she did the full dinner and so forth, but she did delegate. I knew that it was my time to wash the dishes. You know, I knew it was my time to do this. I think what you have to do is you just sit down and you just talk to everybody, especially if it's just family. Talk to everybody in the family. You know, you want me to go over here and do this. You want me to do this. Who can help me get to that point? Who can find Johnny's shoes in the morning? Can we start putting his things out earlier? You know, I have a friend that when she was working, she just retired. But when she was working, she would put out her clothes for the entire week, which I thought was wonderful. I didn't do that. I always did mine the night before. But if we could do that, that that's delegating. You help Johnny pick out what he wants to wear. We decide when we're going to dust the living room. We decide when we're going to cook whatever we're going to cook because certain days, certain foods take longer. Can you make the salad? Do you really want a salad? You know, I'm making it, but nobody's eating it. So delegating is hard. But if you sit down and talk to people, what do you like to do? Some of them will tell you that I like when I go to the baseball games with Johnny. Well, then you take him to the games this time. Maybe you take him next month or next week or whatever, and then I'll do it the next time. It's, it's, it's not as hard as it seems once you start doing it. Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of times, as I know, you know, sort of our generation, we feel we need to do everything so that it's done perfectly. And how do you get over that? Like, how do you do it so that you're not 
watching while you're delegating, you're also watching to see how that person's doing it. How do you learn to step back a little bit? Oh, man, that that is really hard. And especially coming from the the profession of education, because I told my husband, I said, um, public school educators think they can do anything. We've done everything without any money so we can do it. That is very hard. You have to kind of just zip it because you want to tell them, no, I want it over. No, I need. No, I need. So you just kind of have to step back when you delegate. And if they don't do it the way you want them to do it, then again, it comes to talking. But if they don't do it the way you want them to do it, does it make a difference? I had this thing about folding towels because my mother made us fold towels a certain way. And so I wanted my towels fold that way. My kids and my husband would do one or two of them that way. Then they would go back to the way they wanted to do them. It didn't matter. We were still going to take a bath. It did not matter. Nobody was going to see it. It was in a linen closet. Nobody was going to see it. And if it meant that much to me, then go back and redo it. So it, basically, it does not it does not matter. Just kind of step away. Unless it's something, you know, if you told somebody to paint the house this color and they turn out and paint it another color, yeah, that would be a problem. And you can go back and, and critique little things. It's sort of like painting when you take the tape down and you see the spot you missed. You can go back and do that, but just don't rub it into them. You didn't do it the way I wanted it done. Just let it go. If they don't do it the way you want to do it, then you do it. So what I'm hearing is that a lot of times women need to sit down and go, what are you going to let go? Not only what are you going to delegate, but what things are you going to let go that are not done perfectly all the time? What do you think about that? I always say in my next life, I'm going to come back as a man. I've always said that because we talk about it. Um, I have an exercise class on Tuesday nights and we still do it by Zoom. So I'm in my sunroom and I'm on the floor trying to do the exercise and I look under there and I see dust. Then I think I have to do that dust. I have to get the. Who cares? Who cares? They have been in that. Everybody's been in that sunroom. I don't know how many times. Nobody's ever complained about the dust. Nobody's even looked under there. So we do. We just have to let certain things go. It, it's important to me that it, that it look nice the entire time. But if for some reason it doesn't, it's okay. It's okay. And I think the older we get, the more we think about it. And I don't know if it happened in your house, but long years ago uh, in my neighborhood, everybody had formal living rooms. And nobody ever sat in those rooms. You know, they, they never sat there. They had formal dining rooms. Nobody ever sat there. So now I, I got this from my mother. She said, if you can't afford to lose it, then don't buy it. And so from then on, you know, I start trying to use everything I had. And so I think that's worked out. But again, it doesn't matter. If you sit back and you see dust and somebody comes in your house and says, ooh, Jesus Denise, your house is sure dusty. Then you know that probably they weren't your friends, or if they were, they were just making a joke. Yeah, I remember my mom was very, you know, she was very proud that you could eat off her kitchen floor, that her place was pristine. And I had this one aunt that went, you know what? Your friends and family are here to enjoy. They might not be here tomorrow, and guess what? The dust and the dirt will be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And I bet your mom and, and your aunt, I bet your aunt was a, a pretty good housekeeper. She may not be the same way as your mom was, but she was a pretty good housekeeper. And you had fun when you went there. So I think it, it's ingrained in us. It's certain things that are ingrained in us. I can't leave a dirty kitchen. Now, I don't wash dishes like when, when we were young. And like I said, I was the dishwasher, so we didn't have the, the built-in dishwasher. I was it. So you had to clean the kitchen before you went to bed. That, that was it. So now I clean the kitchen before I go to bed, but the dishes are still dirty because they're just in the dishwasher now. <laughs> so that, that's a difference. Yeah. I have a funny story. I remember when, when I was growing up, you know, my sister and I had to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. And my sister would always cause a ruckus. So I'd end up, I was one of these people, I just did it, got it done with and over with. And my sister, she would cause a ruckus. And then one day we went into the bathroom because she'd run to the bathroom all the time. And she had cards in there. So she used to sit in there and play cards until I was done the dishes. See, see, I have a similar story. My brother was six years older than me, so we we were supposed to take turns. But he wrung the uh, the towel out and he popped me on the butt with the towel. And my mother thought that was nasty, so she, he never got to do them again. And I couldn't do that, so he would just sit over there looking at me. But he had to mow the yard, so that was okay. <laughs> so I noticed you like talking about boundaries and saying no and meaning it. Can you talk a little bit about that? That's another heart. When we say no, you know, it's hard to say no to your kids. But then again, as, as they grow older, it's, it's real easy. Say no, I mean, it. no, I'm not going. No, it is so hard the first time you tell a person, no, we're not going to do this. No, we, we, we're just not going here today because it's just too hard for me to get from work to here to there. No, we will make it the next time. No, we will uh, put it on. Uh, we will get there the next time. So it's just really hard, but just mean it. And then if you think that you're going to go back on saying no, then leave. Just don't, don't go back. If they thank you, if they have you, then they have you. No, it's just one of those things. Uh, that's another thing that I did learn from my mom. When she said no, she meant no. My dad was just the opposite. He would change his mind, but my my mother was the um, disciplinarian in the house. So if she said no, and I have a funny story about that. I remember asking, remember the chest freezers, the big freezers? And that's where we kept like ice cream and stuff. And I remember my mother was laying down, my dad was at work. And I went in and I asked her, I said, can I have some ice cream? And she said, no, because we don't have any ice cream. So I'm the smart kid. I go look in the freezer and I lift it up and I come back and I say, yes, we do have ice cream. And my mother sat up in the bed and she looked at me. She said, what did I say? I said, no, we don't have any ice cream (laughs) because she meant no. And once she told you no, that was it. Again, my dad was a a big guy, but he you could wear him down. (laughs) But, But my mother, no, no, just meant no. It was it was a boundary that you did not cross. Yeah. So we're going to wrap this up. Do you have any other words of wisdoms that you can share with the women of our audience today? Um, Stress, stress will make you, it will aid you. It will make you sick. Um, It will make you nervous. You just have to kind of sit back and Again, know that you can't do it all. What was that song? I can fry it up in a pan because I'm a woman. That That's good. That's good. But maybe you can't fry it up every day. 
Maybe you can't keep your house clean every day. Uh, it does not matter. And take the time. Take the time to do you. It could be, um, again, I go back to my mom and I reference her a lot of times. When I first started teaching and I got my first paycheck, I was like, where's my money? And I remember she told me, she said, every time you get paid, buy something for yourself. Even if it's just a magazine or a tube of lipstick that you got at the drugstore. So when you feel like you're stressed or you feel like it's just everything is just closing in, ask your husband, your significant other, your children or whoever, hey, can you just take them for a second? I used to tell the kids, I said, you know, Mother's Day is coming up. This was my, these were my kids at school. Mother's Day is coming up and they was like, we don't have any money. I said, well, it comes around the same time every year. I said, but what you do is you'd go to McDonald's or some fast food place, buy your mom a burger, fries and a drink and tell her, she doesn't eat that. I said, she will that day. I said, and then, Tell her you're going to take little Johnny or whoever to the park or stay in your room for one hour. You're not going to ask her anything for one hour. And they would come back and tell me, she said she liked that because we don't get that time. And if you're at home by yourself and you have kids, then tell them for this 30 minutes, this is mine. For this 30 minutes, don't ask me anything. Sit here, watch TV, whatever. This is mine. What? Take a walk. Exercise. Um, I'm not saying bodybuilder and just exercise, meditate, do yoga, do Tai Chi, read, whatever you want to do to reduce the stress. Everybody is different. You know, people, I went to a yoga retreat and you're supposed to clear your mind and not think about anything. Well, you know, that didn't work. You start thinking about everybody else got their eyes closed or whatever, whatever it takes for you. It could be singing. It could be listening to music, but take some time for yourself because it will. It will age you. It will make you sick. I mean, physically sick. The stress will. So those are things you just find some time for yourself. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 20 minutes. And the kids will learn. They'll beat on the bathroom while you're trying to take a bubble bath the first couple of times. But after that, they'll say, it's mom's 20 minutes. You know, they're only going to give you 20. So enjoy those 20 minutes. And that's very important, too, because, I mean, it really doesn't take hours. It's just mm -mm. having that time away to yourself that's sacred mm -hmm. to yourself and having the people in your life respect that. So you said something really important because we get a lot of our information from television so and movies. So the people in, in the movies fly off to Italy, you know, and most of us can't do that. You know, most of us can't do it. And flying is not as, as, as wonderful as it used to be, but they fly off to Italy and they have all these wonderful experiences. Most of us still have to go to work the next day. Most of us still have to cook dinner the next day. Most of us still have to keep our house clean and so forth and, and become friends. And your friends will help you. If you have a good set of close friends, sometimes you can just go visit them and you just sit on the floor, drink wine, drink tea, watch an old movie, just sit out on the back porch. They come in handy. They they listen and they don't. You want to find somebody that's not going to be judgmental. No, you should do this. Do what works for you. Yeah. Well, I grew up in a very German uh, European culture, and you know it was very hard on women because mm -hmm. I mean you had to, it was this is the way things should be. This is the way things are. Well, you know what? It was very hard on women because they were there. The expectation was just incredible. 
I, I don't think it's just German women. No. You know, I just I'm, I'm from the deep south. I'm from East Texas and women just had their place. You know, you 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 did this, you did that. And men had their place. Uh, I can remember when my um, my oldest daughter came to live with us. And that's my um, that was my husband's daughter is my husband's daughter. But she came to live with us. All of my friends and I got married about the same time. All of us had kids about the same time. So here I was with a seven year old. And, and, you know, I didn't know what to do. And I can remember my mom says she'll be fine. She will be fine. And I, you know, I, I was combing hair wrong and all this. But I went through some changes with that because my whole life changed. And then my husband, who's a wonderful person, was no help. You know, and so my mom would say, well, she can stay home with him sometime while you go out. He's not going to let anything happen to her. No, she will not have on the right clothes when you get home unless you pick them out. And it worked out that way. You know, you just have to sit down and tell them. But I think that's the way it's always been for women. And for some men, it's still very hard to let women. Why do you need some help? You just been at home all day. Or, you know, you just cook dinner and watch four or five kids all day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. So I will put your information in the show notes and anywhere this is posted. The, the blog is This Is Your Best Year. So you can find us at thisisyourbestyear.com. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, Facebook page and a Facebook group page and they are all this is your best year all one word and then we have a YouTube channel this is your best year so everything is all one word this is your best year and we talk about any and everything that you want to talk about nothing is off limits to us well so ladies if you're looking for support please reach out and contact her thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for being here Thank you. I really enjoyed it. You have a good one. And remember, this is your best year. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.